0: Work on a Wednesday there's no spare room English Mm -hmm. language Mm -hmm. have have taken over the building on a Thursday we've already said tots and toys and then you know you're approaching your weekend and you know you've got 300 women coming in two weeks ago for the Midlands Women's Convention there's just there's always something going on and that that's what um, that's what brings so much joy
1: Hello and welcome to the Cornerstone Nottingham podcast. Uh, This series is called 10 Years of Thankfulness. And in this episode, we're going to be thinking about what it actually means to manage a building like this one. The events we lead, thinking about what that looks like now and how that has developed, particularly over the last 10 years as we've been in this building. And today, it's great to be joined by one of our ministers, Colin Webster, as well as the very lovely Sarah Daniels who is our events operations manager. Colin's already told me off because I didn't say that he was very lovely, but you know he is also very lovely. We'll put that in brackets as well. Sarah, um, we're so blessed as a church to have you on the team. Uh, we're a big church and we recognize that there, there are many churches who would give their right arm to have someone with your role on the team and your gifts, and your personality and all of those things. Uh, firstly, tell us a bit about yourself, um, how the Lord brought you to serve on the team at Cornerstone, and then... Secondly, tell us about what your role actually is.
0: Okay, thanks, Phil. Uh, So I actually came to Cornerstone uh, as a teenager. Um, My parents came over 25 years ago uh, and I was baptised here, uh, well, at Beeston Free, actually, but as part of Cornerstone Church. And then I've been away for a number of years and came back uh, and joined Cornerstone 12 years ago with my daughter, Lydia, uh, joined the staff team in 2013 Mm. as administrator And then became Events Manager in 2015. Uh, So I work as part of the operations team uh, alongside Spencer, who's Director of Operations, Charlie Tyrrell, who is uh, Systems Manager, and Teresa, who is our uh, administrator now. Uh, So my job really is to uh, plan and organise all of the conferences and events that we host here at Cornerstone. So you
1: landed in 2013 on the team... Right. Basically, the building, the the paint wasn't even dry.
0: <laughs> it <laughs> yeah, was, brand it new. It was
1: very fresh. And so you were kind of, um, uh, yeah, very much instigating how we manage the building, how we do events here, how we lead the kind of programme for that. Um, what was it like? This is a question I've not prepared you for. But what was, it, what was it like kind of just coming in in that season and when everything was so new?
0: So I think the run up to the building is not is not something I engaged fully with at all i wasn't working here at that time um remember sort of looking at plans at the back of the school um and you know you had this vague this is going on but i wasn't very very much a part of it um, but i do remember the first service uh here at cornerstone and just not really being able to to sing just tears just rolling down mm. many faces i think not just mine just feeling overwhelmed mm. with just how good god had been to provide such an amazing facility
1: yeah absolutely Absolutely. It was a very special time, wasn't it? And from the beginning, we were kind of, we were looking at plans. And, you know, I remember we planned our, we had our wedding here, the first wedding in the building, that's our claim to fame. Uh, and we were planning the wedding off the building plans, not having actually been in the building and seeing the <laughs> physical space. And it was just a strange kind of moment for us, really, as a church. But we've got used to it now. Ten years down the line, we're kind of more settled in. We know how the building works and everything else. But we're thinking about events today uh, and ministry that you kind of help us lead. But when it comes to life and ministry at Cornerstone, how would you define an event? What is an event?
0: So, well, so my line manager has always said to me, everything is an event <laughs> from a Sunday morning upwards. Um, so any gathering of God's people, big or small. Yeah. Um, so a Sunday service, a meeting midweek with five people, a wedding yeah. and everything in between.
1: Yeah. Yeah, all of those things. They're all events. Colin, what, what would be some of the ways that you would reflect that actually having a building has changed or enhanced what we do or what we're able to do as a church? Mm. Well, for 20
2: years, we rented uh, a school. And uh, obviously, we were limited to the diary of what the school school would allow us to do. Um, and, and so that ruled out so much of the... Ministries that we're now able to do in the in this building, um, and uh, I think also your set up and take down time. You know, to to transform a school into a usable space for an a, an event was far harder than than some of the things that that we 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 do here so yeah we're we're able to do a lot of midweek ministries that we couldn't do such as tots and toys which now has sometimes up to about 90 i think 90 children Mm -hmm. alone tots i mean that's a lot of tots isn't it that's 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 like a school it sounds like a scary place (laughs) i'm not gonna lie (laughs) yeah um uh, and and things like the English language class, which again has blossomed, uh, and and that's that's on the, on the Wednesday, uh, tots and toys on the Thursday. We do various training events uh, for different groups around the building. There's women in the ward uh, on the Friday. We have uh, uh, debt money advice. On Wednesdays and Thursdays, and so you you just suddenly realise there's so many opportunities that have uh, emerged for midweek ministry. Uh, in fact, that was one of the things that we were people were nervous about before we had this building. They said, "Oh, won't it just be empty Monday to Friday?" Yeah. Well, actually, if you look at the diary, Monday to Friday, it's there isn't a day that it's not being used. Yeah. So yeah, it's just it's launched a whole host of of ministries,
1: uh, and we've been able to do things, and that that was different because obviously in, in the week the school were meeting in the school because they were a school mm. <laughs> they had to do that stuff, but that that's been a kind of gift to us, hasn't it? Just being able to do things throughout the week, and but also maybe just have a bit more time to prepare for kind of big events, and you know there's been things like evangelistic events that we've mm. done, haven't there? Do you want to tell us about some of those things that you think that that have been have been we've been able to do which have been different?
0: Uh so well we've yeah, we've done a lot of uh big one off events, um, as well as our regular ministries. Um so Narnia is is the mm, obvious one that mm. was a big one off. Um so we did a a, a walkthrough experience of the Line the Witch and the wardrobe during the pandemic. Yeah. Um that's not something we would have ever been able to do if it wasn't for the pandemic so um yeah something good to have come out of covid Mm. um but yeah we try and do a range of events that appeal to different people so um a sports quiz for those that are into sport Mm. um and then you know different different events that appeal to to different uh different personalities really
1: that's it. something for everyone and that's where we you know We've, we've done over the mm. years and later on we'll hear about some of the highlights and things from things that you've done but we recognize events that that we do and we put on but we also have events that we kind of house or home that other organizations and conferences and things might uh, might want to use the building for uh, Sarah we now frequently get re- requests from groups ministries outside the church to do conferences things like that throughout the year um, can you give our listeners, some of whom might be outside of our church family, can you give them a little bit of insight into what the decision-making process looks like for an event at Cornerstone? Yeah. Are there any kind of hard and fast rules?
0: <laughs> uh, well, yeah, probably a few more principles, perhaps. <laughs> um, yeah, just I was thinking this through. I mean, 10 years ago, we were trying to say no to a lot mm, just to mm. give ourselves time to get used to the building. What works? What doesn't work? How you know? How do the spaces um how are they best used um but gradually we've become more and more busy and, and as colin said now the building is in use almost every day and mm, um, the mm. calendar is is busy um all the requests we get for the use of our building are considered by the whole staff team uh, at our weekly meetings um really just to make sure yes the diary is free there isn't something we've forgotten to put in mm-hmm. do we have the resources for whatever that event is and the priorities really are our regular ministries, so the things that Colin has mentioned that happen week by week, we wouldn't Mm. cancel those in place of a one-off conference, Um, so tots and toys, um, English language and so on. Um, But we have a lot of bookings for other Christian organisations that we try and support, um, the list of which is endless, so the FIEC, Midlands Gospel Partnership, Global Connections, Save Families for Children, Teen Challenge, we used to do Mm. their graduations Mm. here, Christians in Sport. And you could go on and on um mm-hmm. so it's nice to be able to support them um we try and host events that are a blessing to uh, other churches in the area or to other christians in kind of the east midlands mm. area um so there's a lot of events that need to be here and can't perhaps be hosted in other churches locally because they aren't quite mm. the size of cornerstone um so things like the um the midlands women's convention the midlands men's convention Um, We host those here and and pre-pandemic they were up to kind of 500 in number and a lot of people would come from really small churches where they just don't have uh, the opportunity to to meet with so many Mm. other Christians Mm. uh, in one space. but other events too so we hosted colin buchanan one year the australian yes. children's singer we're still singer. picking, we're, <laughs> still picking
2: uh, we're still picking up the pieces
1: of confetti from yeah, the, the confetti, confetti cannon, cannon. <laughs> we love you colin
0: <laughs> um, so yeah but th- i mean that was great and again that was you yeah, know that was a blessing to many families from mm. the from mm. the local area in, and fa- then, in
2: fact we had uh, <laughs> uh, there was a lady from a, uh, another church that actually specifically said thank you so much for putting on that Colin yeah. Buchanan event says we could never have done this and you have been a blessing to mm. smaller churches mm. so it's just yeah. nice when you actually personally hear those things
1: yeah and I think that's one of the things that we're seeing around the country at I the minute mean, in different denominations and things is that churches are trying to recognize how how can they be a resource church and i think in some ways cornerstone one of the main ways that we can be a resource church is, is by hosting things that other churches may not be able to host just because of the size of that. And we, we recognize there is a kind of a a good side effect, a positive side effect for our Mm. church family, for people who come along to Cornerstone, you know, it's on our doorstep. We have, you know, brilliant kind of conferences and teaching and events and, and all of these things. But we also recognize that there's a kind of, there's a cost to that as well with team and volunteers and, you know, we we can't do everything but we, we, we want to do something <laughs> mm-hmm. and it's just trying to work out what those some things are and sometimes that's it's kind of hard to make those decisions it's hard to say no yeah you find that
0: yeah yeah it is hard to say no and more recently we're we're trying to say no to a few more of the yeah. smaller things that that possibly other local churches could actually mm, uh, mm. take on and and host in their buildings um But actually it's amazing to see how god has just provided so we Mm. don't charge Mm. for the use of our building um some of those other organizations choose to give a donation which is great um but god provides um you know both from a a financial point of view to keep running Mm. these events Mm. but also from the human resources as well Mm
2: -hmm. yeah because i think a lot of people perhaps assume that if you're putting on a conference that they treat you like a, a professional conference center sure, and yeah. they fail to realize that actually every person that is helping, apart from our, our the, the few members of paid staff, mm. everybody else is actually just volunteers from our church mm. who are then gonna be serving in other ministries throughout the week as well as perhaps on the Sunday. Yeah. And, and, and when people realize that, I think they they might understand better why we're saying that we just haven't got that capacity. However good your organisation or event is, mm. for us to be able to take all, that on board. Um, so yeah, we we have to try and look after our own flock, mm. Mm. so that we're not exhausting them, because we do rely on a tremendous uh, goodwill from our our own congregation, mm. who who uh, you know are a blessing to us and to others. Absolutely,
0: and it's also you know we do we do try and put on events that are a blessing to mm. our church family too. So mm. um, sometimes those are fun events, so uh, the Kaylee that we do mm-hmm. uh, once a year for the church family just to come together and and have an evening of fun. Um, but also uh, you know the weddings and child's Thanksgiving services, celebrating those moments in people's lives, and funerals too. Um, in fact, I think we've done about. 30 weddings and 30 funerals (laughs) over the last 10 years
1: wow yeah that's a lot that's a lot and and we're here and we're we want to give thanks to god for the last 10 years and and you know that he's done and made possible um what are some of the highlights sarah i'm gonna start with you what are some of your highlights of your events that you really really
0: like one for each year (laughs) (laughs) um christmas is always a highlight Mm. i think um christmas at cornerstone is is always just a real thrill and mm. and people here at cornerstone are great at bringing their friends mm. um, and there's just so much going on at christmas i'm sure every church can say that but it, it's such a busy time but there's events and parties for uh for for, for everyone you know for the children having kids carols yeah. uh christmas parties for our youth and tri- traditional carol services uh all age carol services yeah there's all all sorts going on mm. but that yeah mm. that's always a highlight um I think one of the one of the standout events uh for me really was uh Peter and Valerie's retirement. So mm. when they retired, we did a weekend uh called a lifetime of ministries mm. to honor um to honor their, their lifetime of of ministry, um all the work that they had done and that was a fantastic weekend. It was just a joy to bring the church family together. Um, And a lot of faces coming back from over the decades. Um, But just, yeah, just to celebrate all that they had done was really fantastic.
1: Brilliant.
2: And I have to say that actually Sarah uh, is brilliant at just... Sprinkling her magic <laughs> over any of her events, and you just think, "Wow, I, I would never have thought of this. I would have just stuck a candle or a yeah. light. Oh, you're not allowed candles. No, all candles. Yeah, that's right. No, not real ones.
1: Any anyway. An electric candle. Yeah,
2: that's it. but but Sarah just is really good at just dressing up a room yeah, and making it gift. everything look fantastic from tables, tablecloths, all the presentation there. She just knows wh- how, how to do it brilliantly. Um, and it makes so. such a
1: difference. You bring somebody oh, in hugely. and, you know, as somebody who you're bringing friends along to the event, you can be really proud of what you're bringing someone to. Mm. And um, not in a kind of arrogant way, but like proud that that this is a high quality event where someone's going to hear, you know, a true gospel message about, about Jesus, but also in a kind of relax. the atmosphere is going to be good. And that's very important. Do you have any any kind of comments on, on that, Sarah? Kind of? setting the scene the atmosphere why is that such a big deal
0: well so yeah so a lot of the events i get involved with um so whether it's a holiday club dressing the stage to look like a jungle or it's christmas and you're making the building look festive or it's a connect central meal and you are trying to set the table to look nice Mm, so mm. a lot of what i do is about aesthetics really Mm. um but i think what's in our mind as an operations team is if we have done our part and we've enabled the ministry team to do an event or we've made a stranger feel welcome mm. um or we've you know given someone the confidence to invite their friends to an event um then then that's a job well done mm,
1: um, mm, so mm. yeah Yeah, it's great. And I Mm. think we really feel that as a ministry team that that kind of it's supporting and enhancing what we're able to do. The operations team and and people like yourself, the gifts that you've got, you know, can mean that we can relax a bit more about, you know, oh, I'm going to finish writing this talk, which is, you know, maybe a little bit last minute. And you guys can (laughs) are, are just sprinkling the magic, as Colin says, making things happen what about for you colin some highlights anything which has been a kind of particular standout for you um i, I mean i always
2: like uh things like the barriers to belief mm. um the, those evenings because you're guaranteed to get people that are uh perhaps on the far edges of of faith mm. so atheists turning up to the science and uh, uh, uh and the science and faith uh, uh questions that we do there um and and yeah i i just like those ones that 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 uh, give people the chance to uh, engage with some of the big, deep questions that they're probably asking and thinking that Christians don't have an answer for, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so I like some of those direct evangelistic uh, efforts, but also some of the things that were like the excellent um, stirrup apood and making wreaths at Christmas time. Mm-hmm. Those events that ca- that Catherine uh, uh, Catherine Jackson puts on. Um, and again, it's superb. It's 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 a great inviter to, to folks that would never normally turn up to the church. And there's always a gospel content mm-hmm. in the the talks that that, that we're delivering. And just seen lots of people. We've we've done things for the uh, for to celebrate the, the the Chinese Lunar New New mm-hmm. Year. Mm-hmm. And again, you just might see lots of people that would not normally turn up to the church. And again, the gospel is given out. Uh, so, yeah, I, I enjoyed just seeing all the variety of the events that we're putting on mm. just in order to sow another seed for Christ.
1: Mm, mm, mm. That's great. So some of the highlights, obviously, there's the flip side of that, which is mm-hmm. challenges. Sarah, any, anything which has been more <laughs> of a challenge?
0: Um, well, yeah, I guess, there's, yeah, there's a few um, when we moved to two morning services that mm. was quite a big mm. challenge uh, for for the whole of the operations team really just logistically uh working out how that's going to work um making sure you've got enough volunteers to cover everything twice children's work twice mm. musicians mm. uh for the whole morning um I, you know it's a big ask for yeah. for people to give up their morning from you know 8 8:30 all the way through to lunchtime um so yeah, and I think we'd only done maybe one one Sunday or two Sundays yeah, of two services couple, before yeah. we went into lockdown. So um I think really that did pay off once we came back out mm. of COVID, we, we knew what we were doing. Um but that was certainly a challenge. Um COVID itself, um mm. I, I know that's been mentioned in a few of the podcasts you've done, um obviously that was a challenge. Um having to do acts of worship in the main auditorium but getting everybody to book ahead and seat them in their bubbles of up to six and and just yeah the logistics of sorting that out mm, um mm. yeah that that's that was certainly a challenge for the operations yeah team.
1: there was and the emotional aspect of that as well you know we we <coughs> actually had to come to church not really talk to anyone and leave mm. and it, it just everything within you just feels that this is wrong this is not how it ought to be, or how it might be, yeah. and you know, thankfully we're a, we're a long way away from that now, and we can mix and mingle, and we're very thankful for the freedom that we have to do that. Um, but that was that was really d- tough time, and yeah, the, the kind from of, an
0: events yeah. point of view, I mean, a lot of events obviously had to be cancelled and and mm. stop. I think one of the hardest things was um, we had a number of people get married throughout mm. that time, mm. and it was really difficult to have to sit chatting on Zoom mm. to a bride and groom mm. and say. Mm actually, it's changed again, you can now only have 30. Actually, Mm. it's changed again, you can now only have 15 guests. Mm. Or, yeah, just the emotion of that for them. You know, they've been engaged for a year or more and uh, what should have been a a really big special event with family was getting Mm. narrower Mm. and narrower. Um, But, again, you know, God was good Mm. and um, certainly some of the brides and grooms that got married over that time, I think, initially planned to... Uh, have a second one when we came out of lockdown, but actually mm. they were so blessed on the day and everything went so well that that they were they were happy to just have had that intimate wedding with fifteen thirty people. Mm. So that was mm. great.
1: Yeah, and I know they were massively thankful to you and the, the team for enabling them to do what they could do during those times and and helping. Just helping us navigate what we can do, when, and what that looks like with the changing guidance and everything that like that looked like.
2: Although one of the pluses that came out of the the, the COVID setup was that we were forced to go online.
1: Yeah,
0: and yeah. actually,
2: Phil, you and I have been for ages been trying to tra- champion <laughs> that before COVID had ever been heard of, because we thought this would be a great ministry opportunity. Mm. And uh, and and when you look at the figures, we're still getting several hundred people. Yeah still watching online um, mm. uh, despite the mm. fact that our numbers mm. are are more than back to not mm. just normal mm. but actually beyond what we were getting before uh, yeah. lockdown.
1: And some of the significant kind of services that we've had in the last year, Peter Lewis's funeral service, or Thanksgiving service sorry, there was m- several times more people watching online mm. than yeah. who were watching in the building and you think yeah. well that's an opportunity <coughs> that we just weren't set up for before, mm. and you know, to be able to engage people with those kind of things at home, and obviously we want people to gather, but for things like that, you think that's that is significant. It's not insignificant that there are you know twelve hundred people watching online and five hundred people in the building, mm. and um, yeah, the, the Lord has definitely used those things and blessed us in that. Anything else which has been more of a challenge? No is okay. <laughs> <laughs> we can finish the challenges there. Uh, the question I was going to ask, which I haven't written down, and is, we've kind of articulated some of this already, but how has the Lord kept us going, you know, through some of those challenges, through the the highs and the lows? How how is he... You know, so one one of the challenges that we had to doing church was actually a real positive in that we, we sent, you know, however many people to, to Redeemer. And then we had to kind of regroup and, and restock. We had um, COVID and we had to go to three services, but but the Lord has provided people and people have replenished.
2: Yes. Um, well, <clears throat> in terms of when we we'd sent people to Redeemer, um, uh, that was a big, that was such a big thing because we we were sending 87 people who were core to the to the church yeah. uh, you know there were very much pillars within the church um, and, uh, and by the time you added up the children it, it was 120 people which is a lot to lose from the centre of your church's life um, but it was a good launch pad for, for Redeemer and it served them mm-hmm. well but mm-hmm. I can remember that was, a, that was a difficult time for us a, ch- a real challenge um, you know, we were losing our friends, as it were, in terms of seeing them week by week in the same building. And I think um, it, it was a real wrench for us and we had to trust God. And we had a a, a a real word from the Lord. One of our members in the congregation just gave us this word, that the the oil and the flour will not run out. Uh, Elisha had, had been uh, challenged, the, the, this widow, that if you give me what you've got, Uh, the oil in the flour will not uh, run out Mm -hmm. and we took that on on board as being a word from the Lord and sure enough as we allowed these people to go uh, to start Redeemer God replenished our numbers almost within the Mm -hmm. first year Mm -hmm. we had 90 people join our church Mm -hmm. all right they were on the periphery and it takes a long time to move into the being a, a core but there were some wonderful people that were brought in during that time of just trusting the Lord But I think actually coping through any of the challenges that we've had, Mm. uh, if I'm honest, it is the goodwill of our staff and our congregation. Mm. There is a lot of fun and humour that we have uh, as a team. And uh, we've got a lot of love and respect for one another. Uh, There's none of us that are wanting anybody to leave and as a result I think having a strong team is a really, really uh, 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 important factor in in us surviving some of these these battles and Mm. challenges that you face. Just having a team that love the Lord, that keep the main thing the main Mm. thing and we just learn to laugh and live together.
1: I cry sometimes and cry. And <laughs> we cry do We've done that. We do the we <laughs> do the crying as well. But
2: it's together and it's yes. uh,
1: yeah, absolutely. That yeah, we're very thankful for that. Uh, different question, I really about kind of events and how we kind of balance things up. Do you think there's sometimes there sometimes could be a bit of a tension between planning? big events, you know, being very organized. And we're, we know as a larger church, we, we have to be organized about things. And some of us come, that comes more naturally too than others, so <laughs> apologies. Uh, um, but, uh, but we also need to respond to the unexpected and the unplanned. If you got any reflections on situations where we, we've just had to press ahead, we've had to go for it, we've only less time to plan than was ideal. Um, how did God work in those situations?
0: Yeah so I mean obviously we, we do try and plan ahead and we sit down as a team and put kind of the big blocks in the calendar um 6 months to a year ahead um but yeah there are there are always things that crop up um things that have to be pulled things that have to be changed mm. I think I think the the most the most often uh, thing that crops up that where where it's last minute is funerals sure. um sometimes you know they're totally unexpected mm-hmm. um and they are often quite a large event there's a lot of mm-hmm. planning mm-hmm. that goes in and not just i would sort of do the logistical practical side of things but uh, you know for colin and the ministry team as well pulling a service mm-hmm. together uh, for someone's loved one um is a lot of work so when you've got to squeeze that into an already busy calendar that is sometimes mm-hmm. um quite pressured um I, again really as we've already said the congregation uh you know really do help um when you've got people emailing before you've even asked to say i can steward for that yeah. i can serve tea mm. and coffee for right. that do it's you tremendous. need me for that event um that really helps
2: mm. yeah. i mean organizing a a, a wedding takes months mm. organizing a funeral is almost the same magnitude mm. But you've got to organise it within a week mm-hmm. or, or, or mm-hmm. ten days. Mm-hmm. So it's a lot to try and rejuggle uh, of yeah. your life. Yeah,
1: yeah. And um, we've got this building, and we're so thankful for it—the um, physical space that we have here. Um, Sarah, what gives you the most satisfaction as you see, you know, many hundreds of people across a year, thousands of people coming in <coughs> and out using our church building?
0: So I think. Um seeing the building busy mm. um which is probably something i've reflected more on because of covid <laughs> seeing the building empty was heartbreaking but mm. um we've well i think we've tried to come back gradually um it doesn't feel gradual anymore <laughs> the mm. building is mm. full uh, it's 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 buzzing and you're hard pushed to to put things last minute in the calendar, um, but that's brilliant. You know, you're coming to work on a Wednesday. There's no spare room. English mm, language have have taken over the building on a Thursday. We've already said tots and toys, and then you know you're approaching your weekend, and you know you've got 300 women coming in two weeks ago for the Midlands Women's Convention. There's just there's always something going on, mm, and mm. that that's what um, that's what brings so much joy in my job. I think just mm. just seeing. Um the variety of people as well, all ages, all stages, so many different nationalities, um doing such a variety of things in our building um that's just a real blessing to mm-hmm. see mm-hmm.
1: and it is great to see the the numbers and we you know we, we do count numbers, and you know we're kind of unashamed of that because each number is is a life, and that life interacting with. God in some way, whether that's an unbeliever coming in, whether that's a a Christian coming in and being encouraged from a smaller church and they're kind of going back, kind of fired up and and kind of refreshed and renewed and ready to to kind of keep serving where they are, or someone coming in who is is broken or grieving or, you know, struggling in a variety of ways. And so it is significant that we look and we see a busy building with all kinds of different people in different seasons of life. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, Colin? What what gives you the satisfaction as you look at the building, kind of on a Sunday, maybe kind of bustling with people? Um, you know, it's uh, it, it can sometimes actually be a wee bit overwhelming for people. It
2: is overwhelming, <laughs> and the older I get, the more overwhelming it feels. I I struggle with just trying to register all the the names and and yeah. faces, um, and uh, and especially when you've got moved to two services in the morning. As well, because sometimes people swap between the two, and you you find it difficult to keep uh, abreast of of, uh, who's there and and who's missing. Sometimes, uh, which is is, uh, Mm, more of a mm, challenge in a a bigger church. Um, So,
1: yeah, yeah. So we're we're giving thanks to God for events, and uh, over the last ten years, we look forward, God willing, to the next ten. What would your prayer be as you kind of look ahead to the next 10 years?
0: So um, actually one of my highlights each year is opening our doors on Marathon Sunday. Mm. Uh, So when it's the Robin Hood uh, Marathon here in Nottingham, the route uh, comes down Castle Boulevard. So we can't open in the morning for our two morning services. Um, But usually we open the doors uh, anyway and we encourage people to come and support the runners from here mm. um, we have drinks and and snacks and music playing um, and tracks and people here to chat to the locals and there's just something really special about opening our doors and being out on the street with the very people on our doorstep mm. all our neighbours are out mm. supporting the runners and enjoying the atmosphere um, and I think my prayer is uh, that we would just we would do more of that that mm. we would engage better with our local community yeah. and the people that are right here on our doorstep and and i think um the real thing on my heart at the moment is obviously uh, we, we've discussed it a lot as a staff team but we're in the middle of this cost of living crisis mm-hmm. and um that looks set to get worse not better and, you know, there's there's going to be people very close to where our building sits in the city that are really struggling. Mm. Um, and we're starting to see, a, a, I think, a different demographic of people walk through the door. Um, but I think there's more we could do to reach the people here on our doorstep. Mm. Mm. Absolutely. Anything else?
2: Yeah, and I think uh, one of the things that I'd be looking uh, forward to uh, for the next 10 years is actually the release of resources human resources of people who take either early retirement or reach retirement Mm. age cornerstone has been evolving age-wise there was a time when we hardly when I first came 26 years ago there was hardly anybody that was in their 70s Um, but now we've got people that are a, well, myself included, fast approaching <laughs> s- some some significant birthdays. Not too fast, and uh, <laughs> and and there will be people, a whole raft of people. Um, I mean, as in dozens upon dozens mm. who will be reaching retirement age, mm. and that could release about you know. 10 years of, of ministry of mm. you know volunteer ministry that people couldn't do because they had a 9 to 5 job mm. so what could we do with that that we could use for for going into the community and really making a significant impact mm. we could maybe even set up a um, uh, some kind of drop-in cafe or um, you know just do uh, various different events that were during the daytime in order to to serve people Mm. so I think I think actually some of our greatest ministry potential is yet to come not not just what we're doing now Mm. I actually think the release of human resources to do ministry for the future is Mm. you know
1: huge and and with those kind of Potential events. Obviously, we've got to weigh those up. We've got to pray for God's wisdom. You know, there's lots of ideas, uh, particularly Colin's got lots of ideas. But <laughs> occasionally he gets a yes. <laughs> Once or twice. But it's, it, I think that's our prayer, isn't it? we try to trying to work out with wisdom what what is the right thing to do. What do we say yes to? What do we say no to under God? And uh, praying and knowing that he's leading us and he's sovereign over all of these mm. things. And he's with us. And he will provide... Uh, the people, the finances, everything for, for, the, for what he wants to do, his will. And, and we've just got to trust him with that. And um, I'd love to pray that God would help us with those things as we as we finish our time together today. Thank you. Father, thank you so much uh, for um, our team here at Cornerstone. I want to particularly thank you for Sarah and the operations team and uh, the, 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 the work that they do for you, which is ministry for you, um, to enable uh, other ministry on our team as well. Uh, though thank you for the, the, the joy it's been to see this building um, come back to life again after COVID. Um, the, the, the busyness of events and conferences um, at the weekends, weddings, uh, celebration of life events. We've had um, uh, lots of different things going on, uh, our weekly midweek groups. Uh, though thank you that this is a busy place. Thank you. The East, one of those those numbers that we jot down, um, it represents a life, and uh, though we long for this to be a place where people come and meet Jesus here uh, through the events, through the services, through all we do, the interactions we do, uh, we also pray that it's a place where, where Christians come and they are encouraged in their walk with you, uh, and though we do pray that we would be able to increase. Um, the way that we can resource um, other Christians, other churches around the city and beyond to uh, to be able to 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 grow and be refreshed and renewed. Uh, Lord, just give us wisdom. And we hold these things out before you and we pray, Lord, would you have your way? Would you help us to know what to say yes to, what to say no to? Um, Lord, that that would be led by you, by your spirit. Uh, Lord, thank you so much for all the work that you've done through the events here and uh, we pray for the next 10 years that you would make Cornerstone a a church which is continuing to walk faithfully with you in the the events that we run and the way that we do them and that we would be led by you in Jesus name. Amen. Amen.